and we are live with Spot Dodge, a live Nintendo podcast where every single week we react to the latest Nintendo news and talk about the games we are playing. I'm here today, as always, with Mary Stowe, social media manager and host here at Destructoin. How you doing, Mary? I'm doing good. Awesome. Then we have John Frisha, managing editor at The Escapist and indie developer, creating a little game called Boss Saga or Saga. Wait, how do you say it? Yeah, I, I, I go with Saga, but I, they're both good. Okay, okay, cool. <laughs> and then lastly, we have Greg Vargas, writer over at PC Invasion and streamer over at Dynamite Giraffe. How you doing, Greg? Hey, man, I'm doing swell. Thank you for that gap. Sometimes I forget about it. I'm like, did he hear me? But then I remember, oh, yeah, the gap. Do, do you want me to continue to do it or not? Yes, yes, please, know. please do. Please continue. <laughs> actually, with that one, I might actually make it a little longer in the in the edit. <laughs> Keep on keeping on. Okay, let's get into the news. We got some interesting things to talk about this week. But before that, if you're new to the place, if this is your first time hearing us over on podcast services, or if you're with us live right now on Twitch, please hit that subscribe button. Maybe leave us a little review, a thumbs up. Anything that will help boost us in the algorithm would be really appreciated. Now, guys, let's get into the news. Then we're going to talk about what we're playing. But the first thing, actually, no, the first thing's not even news. First thing's Bayonetta 3. It's finally out. This game got announced the same year that the Switch came out, and it's finally here. Over five years later, Bayonetta 3, or as I like to call, Bayonetta 3, there's no way it's going to make money. Oh, wait. I, I, I meant to say <laughs> Bayonetta, there's no way it makes money 3. That's what I meant to say. Okay. Ah. <laughs> Are you sure that's that's possible, considering it's a $450 million franchise? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's it's it is known for being one of the biggest Nintendo franchises. No, I'm just kidding. And it's actually technically Sega, which is weird. Like, I always wonder how this works. It's Sega's IP, and their name is attached to it, but it's just straight up Nintendo's, basically. Like, they just own all the publishing rights to these games. They do all the marketing. Sega's like not even involved in any way. They're just like, yeah, you can have it. Here you go. Like, I, w- I wonder how much money they make out of off this franchise. If 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 Nintendo's doing all the heavy lifting, you know? Yeah, I have no idea. No idea. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Just back to Bayonetta 3. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the game so far. I have not beat it. It's been out for a little bit now, but I haven't gotten to play it nearly as much as I I want to. I haven't got to game a whole lot because we're starting the whole up this whole YouTube stuff over on Destructoid, so it's been taking up a lot of my time. Mm-hmm. But I'm really liking what I played. It's it's balls to the walls, insane. But before I get to what I think, Mary, how much have you played and what are you thinking? I also haven't gotten to play as much as I wanted to. I was feeling a little under the weather this weekend, so I just kind of like took it easy. Um, I'm past chapter, like I completed chapter one, which is basically the prologue and then a good portion of like the demo that I got to play. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I got to play some new content though. Um, I was laying on my couch though and I was just thinking like as I was playing the prologue I was like this is the most chaotic intro I think I've ever played <laughs> yeah <laughs> in a video game like like you said like it just like hits 100 miles per hour and just doesn't stop it's just you're going you're huge you're not you're back flipping you're shooting <laughs> you're kicking you're just hmm. going <laughs> yeah it's absolutely insane the first hour um I gotta say 
it almost sometimes doesn't even let you like breathe for a second. Like sometimes yeah. I, I don't want it to be as chaotic as it is. I'm like, man, this is just nonstop new mechanic after new mechanic, a huge set piece moment. I'm surprised by at least at least where I'm at. I'm sure it changes. I'm sure they're just introducing a bunch of stuff, but I'm surprised by mm-hmm. how little of the gameplay is just the combat. Like you're just Bayonetta doing doing Bayonetta style combat like like where you're not playing as some type of spider or doing something nuts in a big action moment um but so far those moments where I am just Bayonetta and I'm fighting like a really challenging boss those are like my favorite moments so far like I love the set pieces and the spectacle that this game is yeah but the moments where you can really feel how strong the mechanics are in this game is Mm -hmm. is the moments that I think shine the brightest so far at least for me yeah, um, I'm yeah. really enjoying like, and it's kind of giving me like some astral chain ish vibes. Where like I'm just enjoying like going into a combo, hitting a dodge, getting another combo. Like it's just like it feels very fluid, you know. But it doesn't feel yeah. easy if that makes no. sense. Mm. It does not feel easy. It's I would almost I would probably say it's slightly easier than Bayonetta two so far. Uh, I thought I thought oh, Bayonetta two. I'm not was... buying it. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> You're done. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought Bayonetta 2 was a was the perfect challenge but it was genuinely like challenging like I remember being on the edge of my seat during some of them bosses like super into it um, and this game I've had a few of those moments but not nearly as many so far but I'm sure the challenge will ramp up as the game keeps introducing everything there's a lot of stuff this game keeps introducing and like sometimes it's like a one-off thing where it's like just for a boss fight and then other times it's like something that's going to stick around like the beasts which we haven't gotten to yet the demons Mm -hmm. that you have that you can utilize in combat which is really awesome oh yeah by the way greg you said you you bought this game have you have you played any of it yeah i'm probably not we're just just ignoring you Greg no, just I'm beaten not. it and he's like leagues beyond he's all like, of it. He's like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> is my mic, am I still on? Is my mic still on? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's not lighting up for me. But um, no, I'm I'm like not as far as you guys. I'm probably just a little bit behind Mary. Um, but it's weird. Like, I, I got, I, what's funny is like, I, I like just got to a part where I did get that like astral chain feel. Like I, I was like, oh yeah, now I, you know, combat, 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 beast, you know, combat. And so um, I'm liking when I'm playing combat wise, visually, I'm like, this is like, it's weird. It's like, it's like I'm playing time crisis or something, you know, like in time <laughs> crisis, like the, the arcade game, like it's really you know, it has this like off the wall. You're like jumping to an area and then everything stops and you're like right here fighting. And then it's like, you know, all this action going on. And like visually, it just kind of reminds me of like an arcade game. Like I I I I heard what you guys were saying about the cutscenes last week. And I was like, um, or the other day, and I was like, oh, I'll, I I definitely want to get a feel for myself. And I'm like, wow, they were they were right. Like <laughs> this, some of this looks it's terrible. <laughs> it's a game, it's really strange because sometimes the game looks really good like yeah the everything about it will look good for like a solid like two minutes and then you'll go somewhere where it's like finally one of them sections where you're not really doing anything you're just sort of walking like to the next area maybe finding some collectibles along the way and those environments are pretty rough i noticed like really ugly textures not a whole lot going on some look better than others 
But then other times it's like it's it looks like an extremely expensive AAA game that was made in like 2009, like for, <laughs> for Xbox 360. But that's not like necessarily a bad thing because they like you can tell how much effort went into it, but they simply can't make it look any like much better considering the hardware constraints. But I feel like they're really doing everything they can with the switch hardware to put so much stuff on screen at the same time, huge areas. Yeah. And I was actually impressed with, sorry, I keep going, but there's this time where you're walking forward and then like you go through like a teleporter and it's almost like you're in one huge area. And then like one second later, the game loads an entire huge area right in front of you. I'm like, that's interesting. (laughs) Like I've never even seen the switch capable of that type of quick loading and like easy, like, like just like instant loading to like a next level. I'm like, mm-hmm. what the heck's going on? Like, are they like wizards or something? Cause the game's well, I, pretty still. It's just, it's not like super ugly. So I'm really impressed that it's able to do this like ratchet and clank style PS five super load, like mm-hmm. insta load. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Greg, well, sorry, I think like in a lot of areas though, I think, <clears throat> I, I think you can start to like, once, once you look for them, you can start, you'll start to notice like where they did cut corners or like where they did, you know, where it's not some elaborate visual, like I, I just took a screen recording a little bit ago of this like explosion that happened, like after, I think it's after you fight the Kraken and some stuff and, and, but the explosion and the fire were blurry and the clouds, it was like so pixelated, but I'm like, <laughs> you know, I was in, in my head, I'm like, obviously, you know, that was probably something eating up a lot of, you know, frames or, you know, memory mm. usage or something that, cause the game to bog down and so to get around that you know they have this like blurry texture but i also noticed like a lot of like the different like um things that have a lot of elements or um what's what's the word i'm looking for um thingamajigs thingamajigs if they're more elaborate like i see it like kind of like interlaced you can see the the actual like grain the on, on this yeah on on the screen i'm just like yeah no, i know okay I, I and then like what's weird is like i'll give it a pass for you know certain reasons because a lot of times like you said in the combat like there's little things that make bayonetta like so stylized they she has such style like throughout the games but like you know little you know butterflies popping off from her heels or you know a glowing piece of her suit or you know how you know some of the like arms like the animations you know are super fluid even though like there's a whole bunch of shit going on on screen and so um you know i start and to destructible notice those environments Sorry. yeah and and so i'm not like exactly you know giving it a pass i'm just saying like mostly i notice these things that you know probably areas where they cut corners but also i mean i i haven't really progressed far in the game but i'm i'm anxious to see what you're talking about especially in like um you know like tomb raider or uncharted or like ratchet and clank like how they hide those areas or even like jedi fallen order like they hide loads between areas where like you know where you're like oh you have to crawl through this wall well that's where like the developers oftentimes hide like mm-hmm. load screens is like during those sections so i'm interested to see if there's anything like that that i can pick out that says like oh this is where you know they decided to you know platinum hit this loading area here or something 
Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you'll you'll notice it when you get to them spots I'm thinking about, like where you walk up to like a dome area and then like, you know, the game is loading something, but then like all of a sudden, like a flash before your eyes and you're in a brand new, huge open section. I actually recorded a clip. I should have sent it to you guys beforehand because it's really impressive. And I'm kind of curious what happens whenever you start to enter that area and then you just decide to turn around and run back into the level. If like the game will like slow down super. It's like, wait, what the fuck? Gotcha. You thought you were going to the next spot? I kind of want to break it and see what happens the next time that starts happening. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, but honestly, the character models and stuff, like you guys are saying the characters look kind of rough. I thought, I think that Bayonetta, in terms of her textures and facial animations, facial animations and stuff, I think they look a lot better than Bayonetta 2 by comparison. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like by modern 2022 standards, no, they still look like a, a PS3 game, it, like a, but like a good looking PS3 game. You know, yeah. <laughs> that one of those crappy ones. Yeah. I think like Bayonetta herself is like the, they put the most effort into her. Obviously, like she's the main protagonist. You yeah, know, they look did. Get her the most. Um, oh, jeans, <laughs> man. But like, wow. You get, like other characters just don't look like they had as much effort put into mm -hmm. them, and like, mm -hmm. and like going back to like the cutscenes, I'm like, could they have not like pre? render this is this pre-rendered and this is what they ended up with like it just looks really rough when you're having to watch an extended cutscene because there is like a pretty good length one like in the beginning like i actually put my controller down for a second because i was just like i'm just in a cutscene i'm just watching i'm just enjoying you know what's yeah. happening but i was also just kind of like oh this texture is just a little i don't know the face animations are just a little blocky like but then whenever I'm actually playing the game, I'm not paying attention to that. And I'm right. like, yeah. why am I not caring as much about like the graphics that I'm playing versus what I'm just having to sit? It's probably because I'm enjoying the gameplay so much. Yeah. Yeah. And well, also keep I, in mind. Oh, sorry, John. I was just going to say that uh, I watched the Digital Foundry video for Bayonetta 3. And I think they said like random pieces of this game i don't i don't know if it's a lot but just pieces like actually are pre-rendered and it seamlessly switches back between like actual okay. gameplay and, yeah there's yeah both. so yeah. for sure which you know might be even worse to learn that you actually are seeing pre-rendered sometimes <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um but also one thing to note and i'm sure this has a, a lot to do with like the blurry textures the like outdated looking stuff and is is that the game aims for 60 frames it, it, it doesn't always hit 60 frames but it Apparently is aiming it for 60 never hit 60 frames according to i know Foundry. i'm just saying it's <laughs> trying to hit 60 frames so that i'm sure that does a lot on the hardware as well yeah. they probably didn't want to lock it at 30 because it is an action game that that's like super like twitch base like you're gonna but be like, going just give us 48 or something though like yeah I mean, give us something above 30 which i i i do agree i've seen it hit somewhere around 60 and then it just drops right back down mm -hmm. it's like when you're in a, like a, a like a super narrow hallway or something where it'll it'll be like yeah 60 frames per second look at that <laughs> yeah and then when you're fighting no them, camera super movement massive. whatsoever <laughs> yeah when you spin the camera standing you're gonna, still. <laughs> you're gonna hit a brisk 25 if you, hit the, if you spin that camera um but and yeah Enzo i mean looks like garbage man yeah Enzo, yeah yeah <laughs> it looks like a blocky mess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> the game, I got to just shout out though. The game is so profoundly weird that 
it seems it's it even seems weirder than the last two. Like it 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 has hit Suda fifty one weird. Like it's it's gotten to that point. I like that and, though, and I love yeah, it. Like I'm, it's it's really cool. Like I get I get Suda fifty one vibes from this one more than the others. And not that the others weren't crazy. They were they were definitely crazy. But like this one just like ups the ante like in an insane amount. And then and then then using the beast is actually really fun as well. The demons, whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. Um and it's kind of funny because they did Astral Chain where you're you're fighting two things. I mean, you're fighting one thing but with two different characters and then this is kind of similar except except Bayonetta can't do anything whenever her demon is fighting. But one yeah. thing I think is cool is like let's say you summoned a beast and or demon or whatever, and it's it's in the middle of its its actual like attack. Like let's say it grabs something with its mouth. If you're to dodge out, like if if something else is about to hit you, if you're to dodge out of that, your your uh, demon will still finish off the animation and like continue to fight even though you're oh, fighting as well. Which I think is I really it completely cool. Completely went away. No, it'll Maybe it'll stick around for a so second. But isn't isn't yeah. that odd though? Like when you compare the two, when you look at Astral Chain and bayonetta 3 like they they almost like they have a lot of similarities like you're saying and but the i feel like the the action and the visuals in astral chain are pulled off in like a much smoother i mean sleeker way and it's, it's like m- much smaller in scale mm-hmm. in, in terms of the environments agree, the yeah. boss sizes like there's there's one Explorable boss that takes place say. yeah but there is one boss in Astral Chain, uh, the the uh, boss that like runs on the buildings in a circle. That's when like the frame yeah. rate tanks the most in that game. Um, so that sort of gives you an idea as to why Bayonetta's frame rate is all over the place because they're on the same hardware, doing the same style of like two person fighting, which, which I think is kind of funny. Like Platinum has this fascination with let's control two things and fight because Scalebound was the same thing. You controlled the dragon, like you demanded it around, and you also fought on the battlefield. Um, like and wonderful then, 101 was that two people fighting at the same time well you had like your characters and then you were doing like the shapes and you were still like i think you were managing two systems at once i have i've only played the first one and it was like when i was a kid so i don't even remember <laughs> beautiful 101 what? unfortunately um I don't, I don't remember how it plays i know what it is i just don't remember the combat wonderful but, 101 the Wii yeah, game oh wonderful 101 i'm thinking beautiful joe my bad um, I remember Beautiful Joe. I love okay, that's quite a difference. Yeah. <laughs> well, they have a similar art style. A, a similar looking like main uh, protagonist guy, right? Maybe. No. <laughs> they don't? We'll say sure. <laughs> let's, let's take a gander. There's the color yeah, red. The Bird, main protagonist okay? guy is a guy in like a superhero suit. It looks like Beautiful Joe. Are you kidding me? No, he does not. Yeah, not yet. They have the same yes, he, visor thing. Kind yeah, of and they look very similar. I'm not crazy. You guys are <laughs> you're you're making crazy, me feel dude. crazy. <laughs> but yeah. Um, anyway, I just I just want to make one point though. Um, you know, I don't want to overspeak on this, but like, it's it's funny just like compared because I watched your your um, Call of Duty overview video for the campaign, and just look like, you know, like this game gets a pass, but it's like batshit crazy. It's got like all this like crazy weird stuff happening and tries not to be super realistic and comes off as fun. Whereas in comparison, you have uh, modern warfare two that just has like, you know, tries to be super realistic and almost to the point where it just becomes unfun. And like, even to the point where there's no music in those, those sequences, which is like, 
you know, early on for the campaign, I, I had read some of that and heard some of that and it completely took me away from, from buying it. And, you know, maybe I will buy the multiplayer down the road, but like just in comparison of the two games, like I'm having a lot more fun, you know, getting into experience, I guess, Bayonetta than like thinking I'm going to have fun playing something like Modern Warfare 2 at this time. Yeah. Modern Warfare 2, um, I could talk about that for a while, but, uh, I'll save that for uh, some other. Actually, probably never. We're not probably never going to talk about that on this YouTube. I mean, on this on this podcast. Um, but if you if you want to know my thoughts on Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare, my review went up today on the Destructoid YouTube channel. Which, uh, yeah, that review is not doing well views wise at all. So please go watch it. <laughs> it's very late, but I don't know. I, th- I thought I thought maybe the title would like entice people to click on it, but obviously I was wrong um i might do a, a bayonetta one if i finish it in the next few days but anyway yeah bayonetta 3 i'm having a lot of fun with it um i can't wait to keep on playing it and i'm i assume it's going to keep on introducing crazy things and i don't know anything about the story but i keep hearing people say like i love the game but i but i hated the end and i'm like what like i mean it's it's bayonetta like even if the story's ending was terrible like i feel like it would not affect my thoughts yeah. on the game at all i couldn't yeah, care less like- about what the story is <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't care less what other people think about it because like everyone hated The Last of Us Part 2 ending and whatever like I avoid spoilers I got to the end of that and I was like I don't see what y'all are complaining about like <laughs> no you see Mary that was terrible no I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> that's where your like, opinion is wrong I wouldn't yeah. say it's my favorite <laughs> ending of all time but like the way that the internet blows things up you would think it was just like god awful and i was like i it's not as bad as people are saying it is in my the thing about the last of us about the last of us too is like the story it's like it's not so much i'm like that was terrible it's more so much i'm just like why why did that story happen why did why does this exist i just feel like it's so pointless and doesn't add on to the original in any meaningful way anyway we're, we're not going down this rabbit hole of the last one let's get let's get down to let's uh, talk about business horizon forbidden west oh my god the story let's was the most about... intriguing part metroid other m there it's a nintendo game you know metroid other m i feel like it gets too much shit i think it's perfectly exactly. fine i liked it yeah it was fine i liked it exactly it's a good game all right well this is going to be the metroid other m spoiler cast <laughs> I, c- I couldn't even tell you what that story is about either <laughs> it was insane yep. but but i did like how they tried to make samus like a person um mm-hmm. but that said i do like her more like stoic like quiet self and dread where like she has one line the whole game and it's like freaking <laughs> amazing i actually like that yeah. that spot a lot um the music and stuff was really was really well done there like I think oh, it's yeah. it's not appreciated enough how certain games are edited and shot when it comes to the storytelling, like the music, the dialogue, all that stuff. And I feel like there are certain elements of some games that I, I always think about, like that was amazingly done. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that that's one of them. That section where she talks and and the end when she screams, that yeah. was also really cool. Yeah, well, and I think about too, like how 
probably be just because they were able to do it in other games, but they're able to put so much of her personality into like her body language and yes. that little bit of yeah. her facial expression. And I'm like, I know what she's thinking just by her body language. <laughs> also, the entire game, her body language was straight up. I'm a badass and you yes. suck. That's what her body language was. <laughs> I love it so much. She's so cool. I want to be her when I grow up. <laughs> like, I've, I've, I've never like I've never felt more inspired by a character that didn't talk than I did whenever I was playing Dread. Like she was so <laughs> cool in that game. And she doesn't even say a word almost the, almost the entire game. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, man, man, I feel a connection to Samus for the first time ever in this game. And she doesn't even talk. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Metroid Dread, what a game. That was amazing. Now, let's get down to business, guys. There's a lot to go over. We got to... I, I, okay, I, I guess we're done with uh, Bayonetta for now, right? We, we spent some time on it. Anyway, oh yeah, I did want to shout out, though. One more thing. The voice acting made me realize because I, I i didn't know if maybe i was being too hard on gotham knights in the voice acting and then i played bayonetta a game that has a way crazier story and writing in general but the acting is good like it's yeah. good acting so even though it's off the wall batshit insane i'm like this is good voice acting it, it doesn't sound weird in any way it sounds like it's perfectly executed whereas gotham knights i sent brett this clip it's she's literally walking into a room of a with a bunch of people who are dead not the not falling on the dead people like i talked about last week but this time she's walking into a room with a bunch of dead people yeah and she just <laughs> says a massacre and i'm just like what <laughs> were they thinking <laughs> I'm like, what is TikTok it's like, sound? It's like, it's like they didn't know what to push on the soundboard. And oh, shit. a massacre! I just did not like. It's like, okay, so, uh, you're walking into a room, you see a bunch of dead people. Go, uh, go ahead and uh, give us your line. She's like, a massacre, and they're like, perfect. That's the one. That's the one. And they kept God. it for the whole game. Um, nice. I just didn't understand it. So yeah. Abena actually has good voice acting, even if it's insane. And uh, shout out to Jennifer Hale. Obviously, yeah, I, uh, I, I hate recasts, but this is someone, something I rant about all the time. All right, let me, let me just go on a little tangent. Okay. The voice actor that took over for Chris Redfield in Resident Evil 7 said that he didn't watch any of the previous footage because he wanted the character to be his own take. And that doesn't make sense to me because it's not like it's a whole different universe and you're just like, be, like becoming a brand new Chris the Redfield. It's the same. It's the same universe. Like you, that Chris is terrible because it's not even Chris. It's just a totally different guy because he didn't even watch the other games. You can tell that Jennifer Hale looked like she probably studied Bayonetta's previous voice like for hours and she captures it so well you can barely even tell the difference the only time I truly tell difference is in the grunts they sound different than than the previous Bayonetta um, the grunts so, yeah. were done by Kamiya that was him him pressing the block button, button. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice there we go me and Mary were on the same page with that mm. one all right um so yeah i just had to shout out the voice acting uh, n- and uh, not just jennifer hale is good but even other uh, new characters i thought were really done uh, uh, really well done guys liam's liam hemsworth is taking over for henry cavill in the witcher uh, season four a mistake <laughs> oh, what the hell is so happening weird speaking of so, recast uh, like, yeah so 
have they said why Henry Cavill's not doing season four? Is there like an official reason? It's, it's obvious, but no, but it's obvious. No, it's, it has not been Superman? officially said. So there are tons of quotes from Henry Cavill saying that, yeah, I would, I definitely want to do the seven year like plan for the Witcher, like without a doubt uh, yeah. under, under one circumstance, they stay true to the vision of the books and yeah. the writing of, uh, of uh, the actual Witcher and all of that. And then, a bunch of these reports come out that the producers, the well, writers, I think it was like don't one even. Guy, but oh, okay, yeah. yeah, probably a bunch <laughs> of sites reported on one guy saying that uh, <laughs> that the producers and writers didn't even like the books. They don't play the games. They don't care about that. It's basically just like a paycheck to them, in other words. And uh, well, I mean, when you're a writer and you and you work for a, like a company like Netflix, that's I mean that probably happens all the time. Like you're 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 put on a project that you probably don't care about. But obviously Henry Cavill just wasn't cool with that because they were writing characters wrong. He, he there's a there's a bunch of stuff uh, during the production of season one and two where like he was like, yeah, I had to convince them to let me do this and let me do that. And it's just but it's pretty obvious that they're going to go somewhere crazy with the story. And Henry Cavill is just not on board with it. Like he doesn't want to do it because he loves the past. games and the books he he has completed every mm-hmm. tr- uh, the whole trilogy multiple times and read through the, all the books like probably plenty of times and he's really passionate about it the only reason why i can think he he would leave this character is if he doesn't believe in the vision that they're forcing on him and he's like i don't i don't i don't have to renew my contract i'm done see ya. yeah so, all right, I'm placing bets then. It's either going to get canceled after season three or it's going to get canceled after season four. It's it's either going to happen or it's not going to happen. Like, I well, I think I season know. four is already confirmed and like that's why they mentioned yeah, it. I think they it, did like, confirm it. It, be, yeah. it, might it would be hilarious afterwards. though if they were like, oh, never mind. Never mind. I realize Liam yeah. I mean, sucks. So, uh, I mean, it would. Quits. I feel like the backlash has been that bad where they really should maybe reconsider and listening to Henry Cavill's opinion yeah. on all this and being like, okay, let's, let's work this out. You, you, you're in the writer's room, you oversee the project and you're going to continue to be uh Geralt. That's yeah. that only, that makes sense to me. Like he's more yeah. knowledgeable. It seems like he's more knowledgeable than anyone who's involved, which is kind of yeah. sad given he's the actor. He's, he's not the writer or, or, or the producer or anything. <laughs> Um, well, I was going to say that like most of the hate I see isn't even like at Liam Hemsworth. People are just like, he's cool. Like he's, we don't have a problem with him. It's like, what are y'all doing to make Henry Cavill yeah. leave? Like that's where yeah. people are like, y'all are messing what? this up. If your main dude who loves this franchise is leaving the series. <laughs> yeah. I think he's yeah. like, you know, he fills that, that special portion or that special role of like, you know, like, Everybody can see that he's authentic. They can see that mm-hmm. he loves games. He loves the lore, you know, loves PC building and, you know, lives for that. And I think that's like partially like you could have the best of both worlds, right? You know, you have this guy that's passionate about the source material, but also the show was a massive hit. And then Netflix is over here like, oh, people are leaving because we're losing subscriptions because they're sharing passwords. And they do like an <laughs> idiot move like this. It's like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, this is why you guys suck and why, yeah. you know, like you're going to, you're just like, you know, flinging shit at this like entire fan base that loves where the series the series came from yeah and they've canceled like how many other like beloved series like that fans are like why'd you cancel this we want more of it and they're like 
no, we're going to go keep working on this one instead. People are like, why? We don't like that one. <laughs> like they're, yeah. they're really out of touch with their fan base. Like a lot of like, corporations tend to be. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's been like reported on before that like, so obviously Netflix has like this nebulous algorithm that's changing constantly and you can't really predict it because it's this unnatural monster that just sort of does its own thing. And I guess like the the theory goes something like a show is probably going to get most of the viewers it's ever going to have by like season three and after that you're kind of looking at a decline and it and also even if the show's successful now you're paying your actors more because they know they're worth something so like i guess the theory goes that netflix finds it a better value to just cancel things and try to make something new than it is to just keep sustaining something that's just yeah. sad yeah. I we'll mean, get a supernatural a... with like 14 seasons. Right. Yeah. 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 Like and obviously there's exceptions because I mean Stranger Things like basically like built the, the whole thing. I mean, you know, there's house mm-hmm. of cards before that, but the only one we're still talking about right now is Stranger Things. So that's fine. Cobra Kai is probably gonna get one more season. And The Witcher yeah. is supposed to be another one of these pillars. And like mm-hmm. pulling the Liam's Hemsworth card is that's a thing has this this ever happened in a show that it wasn't like a part of the story like doctor who and like altered carbon like where they're actually supposed to be different actors altered carbon season one was good season one was good yeah season Season two i only watched one episode (laughs) so weird well i'm just saying has this happened like in I'm general, a, a main protagonist, the main character, yeah. then his the name of the show is The Witcher. <laughs> They're changing the actors. Okay, They're changing the I'm actor al- of The Witcher. I'm almost positive there's a. Oh, okay, I know what I was thinking of. Well, first of all, I will go far back in time to an ep- an example none of you are thinking of. The show Bewitched. Mm. In Bewitched, okay. the main character Sam the Witch and her husband was Dick. Um, not Dick Clark, Dick. Uh, ah, Dick geez. Van Dyke. Cheney. No, but any. <laughs> it was a guy named Dick. Anyway, he had. He. I forget. He had. I don't know. Was it back problems or something? Like. Again, fact check me as usual. But bottom line, the guy loved the show, but he had to leave the show, and they just replaced him with another guy named Dick, who looked a lot like him, and it was one of the most amazing <laughs> switches that TV's ever done. Because <laughs> a guy named Dick who looked almost the same as the other Dick. It was. I mean, mm. you know what they say: all dicks look alike. I don't remember <laughs> hearing that. That's not one I'm familiar with. <laughs> uh, generally, but, Tyler says on Twitch chat, "Dick York to Dick Sergeant." Is that who you said? Okay. Yeah. There yeah. we go. Yeah. I knew Dick Sergeant was the second, and I did think the first was Dick York, but I didn't want to get it wrong and sound stupider. So yeah, that's yeah. it. Especially Thank since you. his name is Dick, so it just makes it worse. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that name. <laughs> But <laughs> and in it's more modern times, He's a nice guy. yeah, there you go. In more modern times, this definitely isn't the same thing, but similar principle. Two and a half men when they killed off Charlie Sheen's character and replaced it oh, with yeah. Ashley But hey, Butcher. that's a different character, though. Right. That, so that, like I said, it yeah. is different, but similar principle. Like that was the main character, and they're like, "Here's Ashton Kutcher." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, so random. You know? Could, yeah. yeah, I mean, I can take, I can think of a few shows where like a, a main character leaves, another one comes in. It's like, like, but the main, main, main character, like it would be like if Bewitched was a different girl, like 
Yeah. She's the real main character of that show. <laughs> I mean, right. basically. Um, yeah. Which I can it's picture like happening this... in a sitcom, but like this super popular Netflix original that that's like beloved because of the because of henry cavill's performance like specifically that's what most like most people like about the show is him so when you take him Mm -hmm. away i just think it's it's just like what's the point you know it's kind of like the last of us two why why (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) man and also, man, the Liam Hemsworth, though, as the guy to replace him, that to me, that's the bigger sticking point, actually. Like, for as much as I love Henry Cavill on the show, like Liam Hemsworth, I think he, I I looked it up. I think he was born in like 1990. So he's like a year younger than me, even. And like, I shouldn't be playing the guy. I <laughs> is he, could do it. How much younger is he compared to Henry Cavill? You I think Henry Cavill's bit, late You kind of look like Henry he's Cavill. He's 39. Liam. Henry Cavill is? Yeah, yeah, Henry Cavill's 39. He's 32. So yeah, it's a pretty decent difference. I'm sure they could yeah. age him up a bit. Um, he just looks yes. scrawny in comparison, I guess. What I would love, yeah. honestly. Yeah, some iron. I mean, yeah, he is uh, he is smaller, but he, he's technically, I think he's like four inches taller, which is interesting. Um, um, Because if you would have told me that, like I had to look that up because I thought for sure... Liam Hemsworth was like a foot shorter oh. than Henry Cavill, oh. just because well. Henry Cavill is just so—he looks massive any anytime you see him in anything. Yeah. And then, then Liam, Liam Hemsworth, he comes off as like a B actor to me. He probably is kind of it, kind of is, yeah. <laughs> Liam Hemsworth, yeah. according to Google Heights, is two inches taller than. Oh, I thought Cavill. it was four. It's it claims six three to six one, but again, I I have no mm. idea where Google took this info from. For all I know, yeah. they're both like little people. <laughs> little people <laughs> they're huge both of them <laughs> but uh they're both like five seven yeah <laughs> in real life they're five, just seven. like god <laughs> no, they're they're five four like me okay <laughs> still taller than joe rogan yeah still still taller than uh i don't know who else gets made fun of for being short i can't remember anyway tom uh tom cruise that's a good one <laughs> but he is really short isn't he yeah, oh, I, he think, I think he's actually another five seven guy. Yeah, I mean that's short in terms of Hollywood height. For Hollywood, yeah. 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 I'd say it's my height, and but I'm tall for I'm tall for a girl. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you're five seven. Hmm. I'm five seven as well. <laughs> Greg, are you five seven? I'm five seven as well. Jesus, are you really? Yeah, we're all we're made all the same, same in the simulation. <laughs> you guys like would be perfect for like i don't even know nope. idea kissing <laughs> what? What the fuck? What? okay then you say hey. caroling with greg's new wife and mary's husband yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna put my heels on i'm gonna be too tall greg and john y'all can y'all it's up to you yeah hey mary again video if tape. you squint a little bit john you look like <laughs> just gotta squint and do 16 shots <laughs> anyway i'm only five four so i'm not doing anything with you weirdos you freakishly tall weirdos uh you're disgusting, all three of you five seven <laughs> son of a bitches. How tall is other Brett? I think he's like six one. Okay. Oh no, all maybe right. he's five eleven or something. I I can't remember. 
car. He can't well, be part of the five seven crew. He's definitely like seven four. <laughs> he should have been a model, probably, because he he, <laughs> he he looks basically like a Tommy Hilfiger model. Is what he looks like. Um, <laughs> All right, guys. If only you could be that nice to him when he's actually here. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> never. I would never. <laughs> Let's talk about Phil Spencer saying that he would love to see Call of Duty come to Nintendo Switch. And this is something he had said in the past as well, like at the very beginning of the uh, Activision Blizzard acquisition talks. But uh, I just wanted to point it out that he continues to say that. And I honestly think it's something that should definitely be happening. Like, I can't believe that not even Call of Duty Mobile is on Switch. Like, I feel like that would be a shoe-in. Obviously, yeah. the newer games would have a tough time running on the device, but I feel like Call of Duty Mobile, like, the game already has controller support. Like, you literally just have to port it, and the Switch is basically, like, the the, the tech is very similar to, like, a, like a powerful uh, phone. So it's like, make it happen, guys. Like, what are you doing? Like, right. they could have... Uh, I mean, and they could port older games, like a collection, like the original Modern Warfare trilogy or something mm-hmm. to Switch. Like, I'm just so surprised yeah. that there's not one single Call of Duty game on the most po- the most popular device on the planet right now. <laughs> well, it's I like, mean, aren't there, it's the same phenomenon like- as The Sims. Like, I can't believe The Sims, the most like every man <laughs> game in the universe is not on Switch. Yeah. Yeah. But- I was going to say, like, does that have to do with like the online connectivity? Because like, you that know, Nintendo's guess. servers yeah. are like Windows 95 potatoes or something. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> so, like, well, is that an issue? It's like, not Nintendo's would... servers for that game. It would be their servers, yeah. right? Like, right. So, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Right. Well, I. But uh, in in that same vein, though, I think a big part of it is that like the competitive scene is on PlayStation and Xbox. Like, nobody in the competitive scene is going to be like, you know what? I think Switch is my platform from now on. Yeah. Like nobody, nobody who's like actually competitive is going to do that. So by default, any Call of Duty game on Switch would be like the casual experience of multiplayer, as far as like Call of Duty goes. So, but I, I mean, you see, like Overwatch Two came to Switch surprisingly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised that is on Switch, and uh, it's on Switch, think- right? Am I crazy? No, I think the it, it was first announced one Switch is all along. No, it's, yeah. it's uh, Overwatch 2 is also Switch. Yeah, that's no, what I thought. That. Yeah, I just wasn't oh. paying attention. But yeah, Nobody so I'm is. surprised that like they don't try and get that casual audience. Like the eight-year-old who only has a Switch, like he wants, wants to play to Call of people. Duty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, the Mary disappeared? Mary's done. I'm, hold on. I don't know. Zoom like tried to quit, but then it didn't. So continue. I'll figure this out. You're just a big letter M now. Yeah. She's here in spirit. It stands for merciful, right? (laughs) There we go. All right. Anyway, as we were saying. Why isn't this game on Switch? Like this series. Like it just (laughs) seems just like The Sims. Like what are you guys doing? This reminds me of Atlas not putting their games. Like why wasn't Persona on Switch years ago? What are you doing? Like I just don't understand it. Like there's no way that it's even remotely expensive compared to the payoff you're going to get putting even just persona four on switch like they could have done that five years ago and it would have paid off but especially by now i just yeah i don't know well it's funny too because like alice was always like hey fans would y'all be remotely interested in these games on other consoles and the fans were like yes 
a thousand screaming, times. Yes, like, please. Just, please, we've been begging you for years. And Atlas was finally like, maybe we should ask the fans. Like, I feel like Hall do the same. It's like, do the fans really want this? The fans are screaming for it, meanwhile, for years and years. And eventually they'll be like, we had this great idea. <laughs> and <laughs> eventually like, release it. Which is like so weird because like now you can get, you know, feedback, like player feedback from so many places, you know mass market emails you can send out you know something on twitter you can do a facebook poll it's like you don't need to do these elaborate you know market surveys of of whether or not these like you know previous like especially if it's a i think a you know cult cult classic or like you know something like persona but it's still weird that like like how could they not bring you know something call of duty to the switch is like I, i just find that so odd especially after going all in on the uh the, the Wii the previous U. generations mm-hmm. yeah the Wii U the Wii and the yeah, Wii especially yeah. e- for the Wii like they freaking created janky ass N64 <laughs> looking Call of Duty games they were willing to do it on that platform but then on the, on the DS as well too yeah it's own version <laughs> on DS that's way more work than just porting Call of Duty mobile to Switch like I don't know maybe it has something to do with the updates or like phones advancing so the switch hardware is going to stay the same for years while phones keep getting more powerful. I don't, I don't know, but there's like sliders for all that stuff. Just keep the switch on the low settings and call it a day. <laughs> there yeah. you go. I, I just, so, it doesn't make sense to me. So your big message is phone it in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just put give it the panic there. button. Yeah. What? So panic button, the yeah. Apex legends treatment. Oh God. Did they do that one? Yeah. <laughs> As a matter of fact, while I'm here, just take that game off a of switch. Like just delete yes. it. Cause it is so bad that maybe that is some indication as to why some of these games aren't on switch, but uh, I don't know. That, that game is yeah, incredibly blurry. Let's talk about EA announced a long-term Mar- a long-term Marvel deal mm-hmm. with electronic arts. I mean, with Marvel. <laughs> and, <What>? uh, <laughs> There's going to be three titles, right, John? Three coming to your console yeah, and PC. At least three. At least three. This is interesting. It's obviously not an exclusive deal. Like, I'm sure they regretted with Star Wars for, like, five or more years. And all they put out that was significant was uh, Jedi Fallen Order. And surprisingly... Squadrons. <laughs> oh, yeah, Squadrons. But have you guys... I mean... Uh, Battlefield 1 and 2, they were good by the end. They just had really bad, like... Battlefront? Uh, controversial mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, Battlefront. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, this is two suffered Marvel because games. of loot boxes. Yeah, it was it was all that controversy. Yeah. But and the campaign was not very good. It was okay, but <laughs> Mitch Dyer wrote it, so it really wasn't that great. <laughs> we the second week in a row just to crap on Mitch. <laughs> and I'm just kidding if for anyone Mitch. who's wondering. Son of a Mitch. <laughs> Gradually, anyway, this podcast yeah. will just be about dunking on our enemies. Yeah. <laughs> People that like don't even welcome, know we welcome. exist, but we're just trashing them so hard. Right. Welcome back to Dunkin' on Dire. This week, we dunk on Dire. <laughs> dunk on Dire. <laughs> Have you Duncan seen his dire. tie? The color is all wrong. What a bozo. A bozo. <laughs> what a good dis bozo. Yeah. He's, prob- he's probably 5'5". Five five. Oh, I'm sorry. Probably five seven, just like you guys. Perhaps. Hey, there's nothing wrong with being five five old, or shorter. Good, yeah. good old kissing height, I guess. Five seven. <laughs> Come here, Rich. 
Perfect. Uh, this is a weird show tonight. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I never thought that we would need Brett to ground us to keep yeah, us right. normal, but. <laughs> Oh, I also I also think I forgot to shout out Eric on the ones and twos at the at the top of the show. So thank you, Eric, you. for uh, Eric is our man behind the camera who's always here with every single episode, listening to us act like idiots. And Eric said he's six foot, so he, he's at a kissing range. Eric is six foot. What, he what? I always imagined like five seven, not six foot. Like the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Like I did not know he was that tall. All right. Likewise. So, so yeah, they haven't announced what these games are, but we're getting a ton of well, yeah, Marvel games. Well, they, oh yeah, the, they the Iron Man one. one. Yeah. Yeah, the Iron My Man bad. one, right? Yeah. Yep. And mm. single like, player. That's right. Yeah. And Jeff Grubb says the second one is Black Panther. Interesting, because there's already a Black Panther featured game coming from right. uh, Amy Hennig's with team. Captain America. Yeah. The two yeah. of them in World yeah. War Two. So, the, and on the top report, of that, they oh, just had the Black Panther expansion and the Avengers. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, we <laughs> all remember that because we all played that. Yeah, Absolutely. So. <laughs> definitely didn't play 30 minutes and stop. <laughs> definitely <laughs> I never, never touched it. <laughs> I wonder if this will be like how like the MCU was like eventually formed. Like you had all these studios that made like shitty movies. That, I mean, some of them are okay, but then finally, you know, they put the the hands or they put the the ball in in Disney's Disney's court and ended up swooping up Marvel, and then you know, thus the MCU was birthed. But I wonder if like there's going to be one studio that, like, instead of you know, this one by EA, this one by you know, under Square Onyx, if someone's actually going to make, you know, maybe Square EA is Onyx. Onyx. Yeah. <laughs> That's what yeah. I heard. I'm like, what <laughs> Square Onyx? Like, the but Pokemon. I. I, I but I don't, I, I just don't think like, you know, like where, where is, you know, this, like, is EA going to be the one to do it? Like, are they going to be the ones to no. These are all going to be standalone <laughs> games. Yeah. They're, they're not going to connect. Not gonna somebody's got to make a good Marvel game. Well, I think I mean, if they, if they ever like do like. Somniac's trying to do. Yeah. yeah. Spider-Man. I and I trust, yeah, I trust true. Amy Hennig. There's Wolverine, Spider-Man. We got uh, the Midnight Suns coming out. That's a trusted team. The game yeah. itself looks a little iffy, but I'm sure it's good. Um, I, I think there's, there's a lot of stuff in the pipeline that could end up being really good. I'm surprised Xbox hasn't scooped up any type of exclusive Marvel game yet. Like You would think that would be on their list of things to do. I mean, dude, you got to remember, they're busy with their 25 studios that they own that put out no games exactly hey don't forget about i mean <laughs> pentiment coming out 20 dollar game <laughs> coming in hot <laughs> the savior yeah well, i yep. mean wasn't that also a phil the holidays. comment what, this Greg? week too wasn't what? that also a phil spencer comment this week that yeah about he's like Xbox we know the games need to come out mm-hmm. i'm still kind of worried though because there's there's uh there's a lot of people thinking that uh a starfield might end up being the end of the year and there's also uh like they're still hiring writers for fable it's like i thought that game would have been long in development to not need writers right now and it's like a lead writer it's it's, it's not just some like side <laughs> quest writer it's a guy with uh who who wrote a uh, horizon like it's a big deal but how far along is the game where are the games you got to bring the games out well, halo infinite can only just, last me so long yeah it was reported just today that idos uh, montreal is apparently like helping develop fable 
they're yeah, not like exactly. the lead on it but like they're a support studio on it so it's yeah like, uh, big so question weird. mark of like how much they've done there yeah so honestly i have a feeling after all this activision blizzard stuff is up i wouldn't be surprised if microsoft scoops up uh, idos and crystal dynamics because they're both working on exclusive xbox games right now with fable and perfect dark Oh, yeah, but at so. what point is it too much, though? I mean, it's probably too much now, for all we know. Yeah, but, that's what I was yeah. thinking. I was like, they bought a lot. <laughs> but, yeah, but they're leaning heavily into this Game Pass thing, and and they're gonna have to satiate all the subscribers. So sooner or later, they're gonna have to get on a release cadence with all of their studios and like actually start marketing stuff correctly. Like, did you guys see earlier this week during their uh, their uh, Age of Empires presentation? They dropped a a trailer for um, uh, Redfall. They, they, they like did them at the exact same time and huh. the xbox like all of the official channels like when sony has a trailer they all go up on the dot at the same time across all platforms and it's a huge deal xbox when it like a brand new starfall a uh, wait a redfall trailer <laughs> starfall i combined it too <laughs> a, a brand new redfall Sounds trailer like drops game. Yeah, it's by far, it does. It's by far the best trailer for that game that we've seen. And one page uploads it like to Twitter. Another page ends up uploading it like five hours later and it's a shorter version of the same trailer. And it's like, what are you guys, where's your marketing? What are you doing? Like, look at what your competitors are doing. Nintendo makes a big deal out of freaking, like a Nintendo Switch Sports, a game that's like, for for casuals it doesn't matter they are they are just they are posting it on everything on the dot at the same time they're having a big nintendo direct for it where they reveal it and it's like xbox that just crap stuff out like they don't <laughs> they don't make anything seem like a big deal they never make anything seem like a big deal like how many people even know anything about so much stuff that the xbox can do in general like like backwards compatibility stuff and game pass offerings like they do one game pass post like every week that shows all the games coming and it's, it's like why don't you do like a single post for each game that has like a trailer or some vo saying this is out this week blah 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 why do i not see that why do i not see you guys just simply posting hey uh a mirror's edge is on is on game pass right now you can play it at 60 frames per second in native 4k with hdr all at no additional cost free upgrade for a, a classic title you've never seen them post something like that why why would yeah. you not like they just don't it's, tell it's, anyone anything sorry instead they're instead their dashboards are just plastered with call of Duty controllers advertisements yeah and, and call of duty controllers like, and I, call of duty that's all they I, post I, I would think that like they would they would deploy some sort of like you know something similar to Netflix or like recommended games that are coming to Game Pass or something that's AI driven that could like auto serve these you know you know something other than like you said just like randomly having a constipated bowel movement of of <laughs> drip feeding these games out like, <laughs> like there's no yeah. fanfare around them like you gotta you know I I think especially because you gotta get people excited to jump back into games that have already come out you have to you know create the excitement around them instead of just being like yeah it's it's like when something's new like let's say like a pentiment oh yeah pentiment that's a good example xbox has tweeted one time about pentiment one single time And it was in a reply to another page. They didn't even have a dedicated post for it. <laughs> what? It's like oh, you're bad. only exclusive this quarter. What are you doing? 
It's Obsidian. Yes, it's a game with a weird art style, but it's something that looks like it's unique, and it's Obsidian, the developer that never fails, rarely fails. And you have one reply on your Twitter. I'm not saying Twitter's everything, but like this is just basic 101 marketing, and they have none, zero. I don't know who is in charge of that stuff, but they need to fix it. That just says to me like someone up above like that you know has like the marketing plans and maybe it comes down to how they ended up purchasing studios maybe they said okay well we'll at least we'll help with the marketing but internally your studios are are responsible for marketing your games or if they come to game pass or or something That'd be like crazy. that because that that just says like a communication breakdown because like you mm-hmm. come on like you know i've worked at you know like i said before like at at an ad agency and you know when when you have a message that's coming out like a very specialized message regardless of whether it's a private business or government entity like everybody is on board crafting that message whatever it is mm-hmm. before it comes out and and making sure you know the the copy editing's done the graphics done you know the the youtube video that's going live with that messaging is done that everybody knows that on this date um, you know, this is going to go out because you know we're going to get our biggest bang for our buck. There's a press release going out with it, but it's like, it just seems so fragmented on Xboxes and, you know, marketing wise. And I, I don't know. I just, it just screams to me like something from the top is not trickling down, you know, to the lower departments. Yeah. Like, dude, I'm, uh, I'm not even hey, kidding you. Like the oh, Xbox Twitter I saw it's retweeted obsidian's tweets about Pentiment on at least two occasions. <laughs> oh, two. <laughs> yeah, I th- I well, think the post it. I saw about it said like a dedicated post, like not a retweet, but okay. I don't know. It's just yeah. insane, like how little they like. They're only talking about controllers. I swear, like most of the time, it's yeah. like look at this new color. It's like Jesus Christ, Did you have make- so much to talk about. <laughs> do they make like, that much money off of controllers though? That like they're like that's all know. we need to do. <laughs> they always love their controllers. They love them, but. Yeah. It's just like, I feel like out of any platform, Xbox has the most to talk about. Nintendo does their dedicated posts for 30-year-old NES games. And Xbox doesn't even do a dedicated post for their only exclusive in the quarter. Like, that's just, it's wild. Like, it's absolutely insane. And it's Obsidian. Like, it's Obsidian. That's all you need to say. And they just, I don't know what they're doing. Like, I really don't. They have new games on 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 a Game Pass every week, and it's like, they're not talking about it. They're not talking about all the player, um, are all the consumer focused moves that they've made over the past two years. Like the fans that, that that have gotten popular Twitters have gotten them popular just by simply stating facts about Xbox mm. things that are positive. And people follow those accounts because it's like, oh, Xbox is doing that this week. They're hearing it from other accounts. They're not hearing it from Xbox because Xbox doesn't talk about anything they're doing. Okay, sorry for ranting about that for a long time. We got to get to the next piece of news. <laughs> rest in peace, Nebelian. Yes. <laughs> yeah, rest in peace, Nebelian. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Nibel. Yeah. yeah. All right. Dragon Age Dreadwolf is completed and it's in alpha. It is now fully playable from start to finish. Mary, me and you are going to go ham whenever this ah. comes out. And John, right? John, you ah. like Dragon Age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm losing it. First one's it. still the best, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what this game is. I can't wait to see anything about it. Like I'm excited, absolutely. I have so had excited. that stupid Dreadwolf piece of art on my wall for years now, <laughs> like in my living room. Oh, it's man. like a 36 by 20 th- something poster. 
and it's just oh, in my wow. living room and I just stare at it. And I'm just like, one day I will have a game <laughs> with this art in it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Like, the, but I'm, so, I'm very excited. <laughs> and I was gonna say, I'm just excited I, to hear that like it's playable start to finish. I know they still have like a lot to work on. Yeah. 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 But if still, we still right now, we'd probably be like, oh, this is a catastrophe. Oh, yeah. like, but <laughs> what do you idiots go, do? <laughs> but you can go start to finish. And I'm like, that's yeah. a pretty huge milestone. And I'll yeah. I'll take this bit of news for what it is. <laughs> yeah. It shows yeah. they actually know what the game is. That's exciting. I yeah. didn't know that they were that far. <laughs> God. I didn't so, think they were that far, especially yeah. after all the rumors of them like rebooting it because it was a service game at first. So yeah, this is so this is good to know. If it's playable from start to finish, what do you do you guys think that it'll that it will leak before it, it comes out or its release? Oh well, I mean it's still like relatively speaking, pretty early days for this game. Like we're not gonna see it mm-hmm. for like another like Two years. Yeah, that, that's my. I mean, like yeah. GTA, the same. Yeah, I mean, if something like that well, happens, yeah, that was like that. That's some what I'm enterprising mean. teenager, like hacking, slacking <laughs> yeah. everything else on earth. Let know? him out of jail. <laughs> Let him release it. <laughs> Free him. He's a he's a king. Gosh. Oh man, that's such like a movie premise. Like you have to free the bad guy so he can save the world for something. In this case, leaking Dragon Age. Uh, I don't but, know. Like I'm wondering if they would have like tightened up security. Like what kind of changes did like other companies make after like the GTA leak? You know, like are they? I mean, I'm sure no one wants their game to be leaked. So like, could they have tightened up security even more? Like around, you know. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they've changed literally nothing. Like, <laughs> like I don't know. Have have so Brett, <laughs> Brett's seen it. Has anyone else watched Mythic Quest on Apple TV Plus? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. I, I I have like a free I have like a free trial of Apple TV Plus, and that's why I've actually seen I've I'm at like the start of season two, really. And there's it's an really episode. Good. Yeah, it's it's really really good. I'm surprised how super good it is. But there's an episode where they get hacked, and like the people are making a really big deal out of it. But then they tell like the somebody else on the team, and he's just like, "Well, so what? Like everybody gets hacked. Everyone's been hacked." And they're like, "Name an example." And so like he rattles off an example. He's like, "All right, name another." And he rattles off another. And like he rattles <laughs> off like a list of like ten like real life hacks that had happened in like the past couple years. And so, like, it's just sort of become, like, this weird thing that, like, they claim they're boosting their protections, and maybe they are. I don't know. But, like, at the end of the day, like, if someone really knows what they're doing, like, they're going to get in. So, like, I don't know. But Well, even, like, the ones I can think of off the top of my head, you know, Sony... I mean, that, that started really, like, in the PS3 generation. I remember their online uh sony online entertainment that login and those credentials got hacked was was that the uh the thing that they claimed was north korea i'm not sure it was like a really big one they even sent out like where you could get like a like something like life lock or something like that for like a year because (laughs) (laughs) but they sent out where you could get like a free subscription for a year because it was so bad okay Oh, but then cool. EA, but... you know, EA was only what two years ago or something like that. That mm. really big yeah. EA one. And Capcom mm. had a big one, and maybe that was a couple years ago now. And well, 
this isn't video games, but the most infamous one I always remember just because it's such a bizarre story is Target had this massive hack. Oh, like yeah. uh, that, that might have been like five, six years ago now. But like they hacked, they got in through the HVAC system. Their air conditioning or wow. whatever, it oh wasn't properly protected. Somebody got into the Target network through HVAC. <laughs> oh, that's insane. So, yeah, it's just like it. <laughs> You, it's hard to have that much IT security to be that sweeping and like that comprehensive. It's like, yeah. yeah. I've seen, like, I was watching a show recently. I think it's like the Internet of Things or something like that. Mm. And they were talking about like different hacks. And like one of them, they say, like, you know, it's, it's often the thing that, you know, people don't think about. Like, if you have a, um, like app, um, that allows you to like unlock your front door and they'll use exploits in your app to like access the Wi-Fi in your house. And then like, you know, down the road, like ransomware could be potentially used to lock you out of your house until you pay the ransom. Mm. And so I just thought that was like so wild. Yeah. It's like always something, you know, that you don't think about like your your nest, you know, AC unit right. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So moral of the story for the common man or woman is use lots of different passwords. Yep. <laughs> and please Go don't ahead, like Dark, Dragon Age. <laughs> Now, what was the topic again? Yeah, Dragon Age. And release Dragon Age. Don't leak it. I don't want it to be leaked. I mean... Wait, I'm sorry. I'm going to hijack this for a second. Because on the blog post where they gave this update, there was one thing in there that made them feel like the biggest fake fans to me. Because they're talking about the setting of their new game. And they said, yes, it's long awaited. We're setting this game in the Tevinter Empire. And I was like, these fake fucks. It's called the Tevinter <laughs> Imperium. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. how did they mess up? Blog, and they called it the Tevinter Empire. It's the Tevinter Do you think that they changed Imperium. it in the new game? Maybe they, they changed better, it. Because that's their only defense. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Going to do like control H, find and replace everything in this entire game. Just John, back up John, John. John, wait until I tell you about Dreadwolf being two words instead of one. I know. <laughs> that's... I just... No, but yeah, we've yeah. we've talked about that extensively and uh, they messed that up as well. So well, obviously I, they don't know anything. Well, I have... <sighs> I feel like maybe there's like some hidden significance there that we don't know about yet. Because yeah. like I hope so. I feel it like better. they were using it interchangeably it like at the announcement. So like like I don't know, maybe Dreadwolf one word is one thing, Dreadwolf two words is another thing. Yeah. It but better mean better. something. These fake fans yeah. who are making the game <laughs> made the originals like, fake fans. Like I was like horribly dismayed when I saw that. Like Tevinter Empire. That's like such a like how do you do fellow kids moment. Like uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But we'll see. but on on a more positive note, like I have I kind of have been a. It's been my theory all along that this was going to be where this game was set, strictly because the first games had built up so much, not just lore, but lore that's also then tied to your decisions. Like, mm -hmm. we've never seen the Tevinter Empire, and if you just chuck a game over there, all of a sudden, all that other lore doesn't matter so much because it's a totally other part of the world. And just be like, oh, yeah, did you hear about that thing? Yeah, I remember that thing. Anyway, so, like, it seems like win-win. 
that like it's something we've never seen before and it's not gonna crush bioware under its own continuity so i think i think this could be really fun yeah it's like i mean because we've seen that solace is, is like in the fourth game so i'm kind of like mm. how like what's the timeline of this because all, all three of the first like three games happen pretty quickly like yeah as far like it's a it's a very short i think over the course of 10 maybe less years of the beginning like one, of dragon age one, two, two happens during the war that takes place in dragon age one yeah like, and then there's like a two-year time jump and there's like a four-year time jump it's very interesting so it's like structure. is this gonna jump forward how far forward like how far are we looking as far as like from where three ended you know right uh, yeah. i don't know hopefully hopefully not too long maybe like five years like also i I'm better gonna... still be able to import my character and my decisions so. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, it would be it would be cool if they did what they did with um well I guess it was Inquisition, right? Didn't they literally set up a website for Inquisition where you could tell it what choices you yeah. wanted? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like and if yeah. like you didn't have save data existing for whatever reason, like maybe you lost it or like this was your first one, you could go onto the website and you could pick. Yeah. yeah that's what I mean. Yeah, 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 awesome. yeah. So yeah, it would be great if they did that again. Mm-hmm. Um Again, like I suspect they're not going to go as heavy with the continuity just because if they're into Vinter, maybe they don't have to. Um, yeah. But mm. yeah, no, I, I totally want to see some level of continuity. That would be cool. But yeah, also, It'd be... sorry, I'm just I'm just excited about Tevinter itself because that's really a setting like we literally haven't seen it, but also we haven't really seen a setting like it either, where it's like I'm if memory serves, it's basically like a magic driven empire and, and yeah. like they're usually treated as like the bad guys in all the other games. So what's it mm-hmm. like if you actually live there and you're like a sweet right. dude, like it should be fun to see. Yeah. Have, have they indicated like any characters you'll be playing as yet? Mm-mm. The only one we've okay. seen that's familiar is Solace. Yeah. 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 He's um, probably the, the main villain. Don't you think? Probably. Mm. Is he a villain? Is he not a villain? Like yeah. I remember when I in met, the middle. yeah, when I met like <laughs> some of the bio, like people who like in Bioware, um, San Diego Comic Con. Like one of the was it the art director? He asked me like, so like, did you like what were your thoughts on him? Like, did you try and like bring him back to the good side? Did you want to punch him? And I'm that's why like now like I'm thinking more back to like what. <laughs> Maybe it was just a casual conversation, but maybe it was more of like someone trying to get a feel for like the fan base and like, <laughs> do they like this character? Do they not? So, I mean, I, I romanced him and I got my heart broken. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> honestly, it's been so long that I have a hard time remembering anything that happened in that game. I'm, I need to replay Inquisition. Like the time is now. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. recently played. Um, one and two well not well like a year probably two years ago by now uh i played them both like recently the the first two i had not played them i played inquisition oh, first really? whenever oh, it came out Origins uh, is one of the best games i ever played yeah i I, re- I really liked inquisition a lot and then like three four years later i was like man i i need to play these other ones so i played them both in the yeah. span of a month and they were amazing like yeah. now i'm like i, I i'm really excited for this fourth game and uh, I haven't been tor- as as tortured as you guys waiting for the next game in the series because <laughs> since I played mm-hmm. these two for the first time recently, 
right? Yeah. Dragon oh, Age man. 2 was the first one I played. But I went Oh, really? You started with yeah. the worst. So I went to GameStop. <laughs> I wanted to get Origins because one of my friends was like, play Origins first, then two. Two had like just come out. So I went to GameStop and I was a broke college student. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to get a used copy. The GameStop employee put a Dragon Age 2 disc in the Dragon Age 1 case. Oh my God. They do look similar. Oh, they look very similar. So, and I was just like, I'm not going to take it back because this is a fairly new release and it's a very expensive <laughs> video game. So... Good call. Back then, there was no Xbox Game Pass that features the entire trilogy in 4K 60 frames per second. Okay, I'm sorry. So I played two first, and then one, and then three. But I played one and two like so many times. You know. So when when you got to one, did you think like, wow, there's a lot more to do and see in this one than in two? Yeah, like <laughs> some of the animations in two were a lot better, mm-hmm. but like yeah. the, the overall much story and decisions yeah. is, I was like, wow, I was like, there's good things I mean, visually about two, but the story, yeah, just doesn't hold up to one like nearly yeah. as much. <laughs> I was really surprised by how one. It's this huge journey where you're going to a bunch of new areas and you're on this adventure to literally basically save the world. Whereas in two, it's just town po- uh, politics. Like, yeah. like it's one town's politics. That's all it is. Yeah. Like, which I think is actually pretty cool for a game, to be honest. Like, I didn't hate two at all. I, th- I thought it was good. Um, yeah. But yeah, one just feels way more like an adventure, whereas two, you're just sort of existing around a bunch of drama that's going on. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I, I fully acknowledge like I'm a total hypocrite about Dragon Age 2, where I will trash it constantly, knowing full well that when I came out, I played it like nonstop until I beat <laughs> yeah. it, like like one million percent addicted for like day after day until it was done. And then I'm like, yeah, this game was garbage. <laughs> I, it's not garbage you're crazy there's some good yeah. character stuff in there well the thing that i have, will never forget because like it was so ridiculous is like every side quest in the game is set in like the same two dungeons that they yes. pretend are all unique places but it's not it's the same yeah. map over and over there's this little hallway over here there was a treasure chest on this map or i wonder if it's like <laughs> still here so you just go check yes. <laughs> it's the exact same layout yeah and you're doing it like 20 <laughs> times as buffer for the main story it's like why yeah. well i mean you i know the answer I mean, why yeah, it's because the game was like why. super rushed like <laughs> yeah like, yeah like but yeah i don't and know played... what ea was thinking rushing that out dragon age 2 like that like it could have been yeah. so much better than it was uh, like i, I mean, played oh sorry i was just gonna say like what they did with the scope with like the time they had was actually pretty clever like all right set it in one place like that's a really smart economical decision we're gonna just show how it evolves over time it's a good premise um i still like i like them again i've forgotten so much of the series in general but i remember being a little lukewarm on the story in that game as well especially Mm -hmm. i was also kind of biased against it just because like i loved origins like origins Mm -hmm. is like i think my favorite game that wasn't made by an asian person uh which is high praise (laughs) one person Uh, (laughs) so uh like like basically anything was going to disappoint me after the first game because i just loved that so much like in origins 
you had so many chances to make like these majorly impactful decisions. Like you could be like, you could sell out the elves in the woods and you could have an army of werewolves, not only kill everybody, but then join you in the final fight. How many mm-hmm. games give you an evil werewolf army? If you feel like it. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's good. Yeah, I was that's like, it kind of relates to what I was going to say. Like I played dragon age before I played mass effect. So like, mm. This was like one of the first games where like I realized that my decisions in a video game could actually matter and like how dialogue choices actually played a huge role in it. And I remember, Mm. I mean, spoiler alert for Dragon Age 2 ending, um, (laughs) like at the very end, Fenris will not side with you at a certain point. And I was like, I mean, like I had romanced him, like we were, you know, we were boyfriend, girlfriends, we loved each other. <laughs> and I was like, please don't make me do this. And he was like, I'm sorry, I can't. And then you have to fight him. And I was like, I'm sorry. And I was like, how do I reset this conversation? I was like, I can't fight <laughs> my video game boyfriend. <laughs> it's not allowed. <laughs> Tragic. So, but like that happens yeah. constantly, like in Origins and like throughout like just that series is that like, your actions may not have immediate consequences, but further down the line, <laughs> someone mm. who you really like may not be your friend anymore for one reason yeah. or another. <laughs> right. Oh. Yeah. Or you just don't uh, recruit them at all. <laughs> yeah. I remember. Yeah, in, they just never. In, in Origins, like, so, like, towards, like, later in the game, there's, uh, I forget what she is. I guess. I don't know if she was a princess, but like, yeah, maybe she was becoming queen or something. And like one of your party members can actually marry her. And it's like, mm-hmm. he doesn't actually want to be married and he doesn't want to lead no. at all. So it's yeah. it's not even necessarily like the nicest thing to make happen. But if you do it, it's the best for like political stability in the realm. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have the option to do that, though, because I gave I gave him the uh, the opportunity to murder her father. <laughs> <laughs> so because it was revenge for something really dramatic it was like like for like a betrayal and so like it felt right for him to be the one to do it and yeah. then afterwards it was like she's like i'm not marrying that guy she, like cut my dad's head off it's like oh yeah that's right so, like, <laughs> like, oh yeah felt that. Like, yeah so like i kind of give props to bioware and that. like all right you know what that, that's a fair reason not to let two people marry cutting dad's guys- old head off why isn't the Dragon Age trilogy on Switch? <laughs> right. <laughs> Once again, an- another thing. Right. <sighs> I feel it's like cool it would it would honestly Knights do of well. The Old Republic Switch. finally got there. That's cool. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> I still have to get back to that. I stopped. Remember, I was playing that. Um, Did you ever finish them? I'd never finished. Uh, no, I've not, I, I was playing the first one for the first time oh, like six months ago, and I, oh, I got man. pretty far in it. I need to continue. Uh, I, I, I like it. I just keep getting yeah. sidetracked. Like, by by today's standards, they're somewhat antiquated, especially because like Dragon Age just kind of took the ball with that and like expanded on everything. But like when they came out, they ruled. Like both of those mm-hmm. games ruled. The second one had like a really rushed garbage ending that like fans like modded to make right years later. <laughs> But other than that, they're they're awesome games. Nice. There's this, there's there's one section in the first one where like you're tr- it's basically like a Romeo and Juliet situation where like two sides like this girl and this boy love each other but their parents hate each other 
And uh, at, w- at one yeah. point, they all end up meeting up in like a section, <laughs> and the camera cuts to each character like as they're walking to each other, like they all run to the same spot, and it's like it's like Jimmy, Tom, Brittany, <laughs> David, Dad, <laughs> Mom. <laughs> like the camera keeps cutting, and they keep saying like, like like someone's name. Like I'm like, yeah. oh my god, it it was the funniest yeah. thing ever. Yeah, that was. Bioware at the peak of its powers. <laughs> yes. I miss it. Like, there's something Me about too. that Bioware jank, like that classic Bioware jank with, yeah. with animations, with voice acting, with just everything. Yeah. But, uh, and I, and I really feel like Spiders, that studio that does RPGs now, I, I really think, Greedfall. um, yeah, Greedfall really like feels like a, a classic Bioware game. And I'm, that's I'm, what I'm, I've heard. I just never got around to it. I'm really excited for the sequel to that. Mm. Uh, they just put out a game recently, but it was like a Souls-like game, and I'm not even going to try. Yeah, <laughs> I, I forget what it's called. Yeah, Me too. But, I'm not but anyway, <laughs> uh, we don't got much more time, so let's talk about what we're playing for a minute and head out of here. John, you finished Star <laughs> Ocean. Are you, are you allowed to talk about it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the game's out, yeah, and my review went up today, finally. What'd you give it? Uh, I gave it a 7.5. But it's like a positive 7.5. So nice. The game is, There's uh, different versions of 7.5. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Means can mean a lot of different things. But like I think compared to like other mainstream JRPGs like Persona 5, like this game was definitely made on more of a budget. Um, but it does what it can with that budget, and it, like it's like really earnest about what it's trying to do. Like it just kind of like shrugs its shoulders like at parts where like it should look and be more interesting than it is but you can just feel the developers being like look this is what we had the budget for so this is what you're getting but just pretend it looks better than this like (laughs) there's a scene where so like the armies have like uh they're they're converging for kind of like this epic final battle against their enemy and and you know, RPGs are, it's not actually the final battle, but as far as they know, it's the final battle. So there's supposed to be this big army there that's like getting ready to like march into the city. And there's like, I don't know, like a dozen soldiers standing there. <laughs> like maybe two dozen at most. Funny. It's supposed to be a full army. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> like, oh, maybe, maybe they're like just off camera or something. I don't know. Like, or yeah. like they're, they're all like somewhere else. They're invading from like a different position that I just, don't see right now even though like the main head of the army is like standing right here i don't know but so like there's some stuff like that in the game and like some of the facial animations are like kind of stilted and some of the faces in general just look kind of weird like i'm thinking it was probably a stylistic choice but it wasn't a good one <laughs> Jeez. but uh, yeah. uh but uh the game does cool stuff uh the gameplay is really solid actually uh the best part of the game by far is the exploration like as i said last week you have you have this boost ability where you can just like chuck yourself through the air for like a few seconds at a time it's dumb but it's also as fun as it sounds it never gets old just chucking yourself places like <laughs> oh i want to get way over there but walking's for losers like it's, <laughs> that's cool yeah it's it's like it's such a simple gimmick that was like ah oh, wow like maybe all games should just have a random boost power for no real reason because this is so much more fun than walking and the game's well designed around it as well like I love that this game is not open world and it doesn't try to be open world. You can beat this whole game in 30 to 35 hours. 
which I wrote an op-ed this week about how refreshing that is. Mainstream JRPGs are usually like 80 plus hour blimps now. Yeah, it's too much sometimes. Yeah, definitely. This game is the rare mainstream RPG that's like, nope, 30, 35 hours, can replay it with another character if you want to kind of double that, but then that's it. You're done. And I love that. I want more mainstream 3D JRPGs that are like okay with being short. And it doesn't feel like a short game either. It gives you a full experience. It's like a full start to finish story here. Like it tells you the whole thing. It's just not 100 hours long, which is great. So, uh, yeah. yeah. But Speaking I, of uh, Bioware though, one, one, one thing yeah. real quick is I really like how like the Dragon Age games and Mass Effect games aren't like padded and super long. They're decently short for being as like epic as they are as rp as a like a very choice-based rpgs um so yeah i just want to shout that out like i I prefer the more like the rpg that's easily replayable but still feels like a full adventure that you go on you know yeah yeah so star ocean you know it ain't perfect it's got a lot of its main mechanics you can actually completely ignore and still beat the game no problem which i think is kind of weird (laughs) but it's still fun I, I, I would recommend it if you're just looking for a game, like an RPG you can play that won't take over your whole life. So, yeah, it gets my recommendation. Oh, and awesome. one last thing. In true JRPG fashion, most of the women in this game, their busts are just, like, comically enormous. Because that's the <laughs> only thing Japan knows oh how to do. Gosh. The, right the when art- you said that, they were on screen. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> the <laughs> perfectly timed. Well, that's nice. The The character designs were by Akiman, which is, uh, I think he's the dude who, like, designed the Street Fighter characters way back when. He's, like, a major Japanese artist who's been around for, you know, decades and he likes his women so (laughs) there's there's an android character in the game where like in typical android fashion she kind of knows everything she's super helpful um she's always super rational but she has like this enormous rack she has these pants that like they're like hip huggers but like they barely cover her crotch it's so low cut and like why would an android that exists strictly to help people look like this like (laughs) That is strange. To be clear, not complaining, I'm a horrible person. But (laughs) it's still kind of (laughs) weird. Yeah. That's that's my concluding thought there. Yeah. Awesome. That's her. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) That's That's so weird. Like, I don't know. Character models and designs like that do absolutely nothing for me. Like, just (laughs) make them. I want a realistic person that seems relatable in some sense yeah. or like that feels and like she's literally an android. She has no sexuality. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm playing Xenoblade and complaining about where the low cut shirts for all the men. I'm like, <laughs> like the women get to show off theirs. Why can't the men have V-necks or belly buttons hanging out? Yeah. Well, aren't there the some nipple. belly buttons hanging Free out in Xenoblade? Nipple. From the guys. Okay, Ryan gets a crop top, and that's about it. Yeah, that's he's, what I thought. He's like the big himboy one. I'm like, he doesn't yeah. even. It's like he's the one who needs the V neck the most. Wait, can't you <laughs> can't you like literally only wear underwear if you want to? And Xenoblade? okay, I wanted to still have pants maybe, but <laughs> okay, so nothing's good enough for you. Yeah, no. <laughs> there was I have an image I... in my mind, and the game is supposed to know what it is. <laughs> that's fair. That's totally fair. <laughs> 
There was uh, on the Wii. There was an RPG from uh, Mistwalker, the the Final Fantasy creator studio, uh, called The Last Story. That's another uh, really succinct RPG. You can beat that game in I forget, like maybe thirty hours, and it's another action RPG. So. In that regard, it's kind of similar to this game. But anyway, all I'm getting at is that this game brilliantly gives you the decision to just strip your whole party whenever you feel like. And they just, they're stripped the whole time. So you can have all of your characters in their underwear for like every cinematic if you want. <laughs> Even when it's serious. <laughs> yeah. And like That's brilliant. Funny. Yes. Equality at last. Now, uh, Tango Wolf in the chat says, how would you rank Platinum? Platinum Games action games on Switch between Nier, Astral Chain, and they put Bayonetta 1 through 3, but I'll just do the best one. So I'm going to rank them. Bayonetta 2 is number 1. I haven't finished 3, so I can't say if it's better. Then Astral Chain, then Nier. But keep in mind, they're all 10 out of 10 games, basically. So that's that's my ranking. Are they, though? Are they? Yeah, for sure. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> I, I, I think Bayonetta I 2, Astral Nier. Chain, and Nier Atomic are all 10 out of 10s. I'll play Nier on a sale on Switch in like two years. There you go. It's a good port. <laughs> That's my plan. Yeah. All right, Greg, you're playing Apex Legends and Hentai Simulator Step Bro Edition. How's that going? <laughs> uh, it's going great. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Apex Legends new season just came out today. Um, there's a lot of additions back in the game. Um, <laughs> Hentai Simulator. Um, they just introduced their first <laughs> trans character. So um, uh, she's been added to the roster. And I think they brought back like a bunch of changes to, you know, items that drop on the ground, some that go back into the the care packages. Um, the peacekeeper shotgun is like one of the most, one of the stronger shotguns. Um, it's no longer on the ground. So people can't spam that or abuse it. But I do, I do think that again, even though we had some, uh, vacancies from respawn i still feel like you know the the seasons will continue on you know changes keep coming to the game that keep it fresh um so i'm excited to jump into this first uh first playthrough of season i think it's 15 um and then also playing bayonetta 3 and enjoying it for what it is um you know it, it Again, like I, I don't think it really takes away from any of the action that's happening. Um, I just think it's just quirky and and I, I I am optimistic in the future that we will see some sort of, you know, hopefully a more powerful something from Nintendo that that you know that, that they do the same thing they did with the Switch, where they bring over all these you know Wii U titles that get facelifts. So. I'm looking forward to whatever that looks like and and seeing it play in all of its glory. I'm also interested to to hook it up to my monitor and see if there's any changes or noticeable differences hooking up to a um, 165 hertz monitor, which I don't think it will. Um, but if there's any other like uh, features that the monitor has to, you know, simulate any improvements, then I'll I'll check it out. Awesome. Now, who put that Leon photo on the dock? Because <laughs> That's a little much. <laughs> not me. It was not me, was I swear. Eric. Definitely Eric. Okay. I want to see. It's all, all right, the Google I'm pretty sure you can find Greg's review for Hentai Simulator Step Bro Edition on PC Invasion. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All my all right, so 
Mary, you're currently playing Bayonetta 3, Zombie U, and Leon's Caboose Feast. How's that going? <laughs> well, the Leon one I can't talk about too much because it's a private closed beta. Um, <laughs> but it's extra thick. I will just say that. Uh, <laughs> Bayonetta, <laughs> Bayonetta 3, though, uh, it's really good. Uh, I'm enjoying it so far. Um, like I said earlier, like the combat, I'm just really having a lot of fun with it's very fluid very fun very actiony the super chaos at times but i'm just rolling with it um and then yeah yesterday i decided to play zombie u on my wii u as like a nice little halloween game i never beat it like years ago when i bought it at launch because i was not the survival horror pro ish that i kind of am now huge fan uh, now you're a huge fan yeah. now I was a huge weenie. I died so many times, but I'm doing pretty good now. I haven't game over, knock on wood, yet. Um, so we'll see if I can actually beat it <laughs> this time. Cool. Nice. Yeah, that's a game I played at launch, and I just couldn't get very far in it. I didn't even understand what you were supposed to do, and I just didn't care enough to, to try. I just stopped playing it. <laughs> Go back that's and how play I felt it. about Twilight Princess. Yeah. You must. <laughs> no, you have to play Twilight. It's so worth it. <laughs> how do you get lost never mind <laughs> oh, princess. come on john that, that's not a yeah! hard game but uh no, but it was it's it so underrated so underappreciated twilight princesses right may oh uh, zombie U is yeah zombie U is no, yeah twilight princess is not underappreciated <laughs> definitely without a doubt it's, it's not even a question everyone shits on it now no, i'm just kidding but uh yeah <laughs> I'm playing. I, uh, I'm playing Call of Duty. I talked about it last week. I was not high on it at all last week, and uh, I did end up liking the second half a lot more than the first half. Like, I thought the first half was so like standard, boring, like just shooting, go into a new area, go into a new area, shoot, go into the next area, shoot, which is fine. Like Call of Duty needs those moments. That's what it is. Like to its core, that's like that's what you're going to be doing most of the time. But it's usually, especially from Infinity Ward. It's usually, it usually has something new and exciting involved. Like with their last game with a modern warfare, they did these missions where you're like going in and you're like ransacking the place. You're shooting people who are like popping out of corners and stuff. And this game does the same thing. And it, it, it like leans more into that, but it doesn't feel as special as the, as the first one because the first one already did it. So they didn't really expand on that or improve it in any drastic ways. If anything, it was slightly worse, like in terms of the level design and like uh, the uh, enemy placement and whatnot, it wasn't as dynamic. At least it didn't feel like it. Um, but then in the second half, they, they do some interesting things. They have like a section where it's all stealth. You don't even have a gun. You're sneaking around. You, you have to take people out. There's crafting introduced, which was really cool. And I, I honestly wish... It was it was something that was used throughout the campaign constantly because I think it added like a whole new element to the gameplay that's never been there for Call of Duty, and I actually liked it a lot. Like you can make some really cool stuff. You can make like like throwing knives and smoke bombs. It was it's it's like The Last of Us but in in, in uh, Call of Duty, and uh, I I really liked that. And they only did it twice in the campaign. And surprisingly, a lot of the shows I've listened to, like podcasts, and whatnot, a lot of people aren't high on that section. And I'm like. That was one of the coolest parts. Like it was something different. Like everything else was extremely Call of Duty, like just standard, like something that I've played dozens of times. I feel like this campaign was a lot of people's return to the franchise. So they really thought it was something special and unique and fun. But from someone who's played like every campaign for the past like 10 years now, 
um, I didn't think it was a very special one, especially in the, the first half. But like I said, the second half has the stealth section and then this boat mission where the boat's like, it's like rocking back and forth and there's crates on the boat that are sliding back and forth and you're shooting people and you got to run behind the crates, try not to get smashed by the crates. That's really awesome. And uh, unfortunately, that's the only two sections that I thought were really cool. The, the stealth one and then the boat mission. Everything else was either very standard Call of Duty or just an outright bad mission, like this driving mission where you have to jump from car to car. It was terrible. Like. Like you would think it would be awesome because it sounds cool. You're driving a car, shooting while you're driving, getting on top of the roof and jumping to another car. Like that sounds incredible, but it just, the mechanics just weren't were poorly made. Like it just sucks. Like like you're constantly just falling off of a car. You're not making the jumps. The steering, like when you drive, the car doesn't do any like any type of auto steer. So like you have to make sure you're completely going straight before you can even shoot. And a lot of times you start shooting before you're even straight, and you just crash into a wall and slow down. And the whole section, when you're doing this, like, supposed to be doing this uh, epic, amazing stuff, there's no music playing, and it's so awkward, because it's just quiet. It's just an extremely quiet, like, you hear, from the car being on, and that's all you hear the whole time. Like, what were they thinking? Put an intense like song Warzone. here. Yeah, it's, it's ex and, and speaking of that, I think this mechanic is specifically used in Warzone, like, the driving and all that stuff, because it's never been in a campaign like this. And I think that's why it's so strange and just doesn't feel right because it's meant for a multiplayer game where it's, where someone else is driving and then the other person is shooting. But uh, yeah, I, I like the second half more though, but it definitely disappointed. Infinity Ward made Modern Warfare 2019, which was a great like reboot for Modern Warfare. And then before that, Infinite Warfare, which I absolutely loved. It's like one of my, it's in my, I said last week, it's, it's in my favorite games of all time list. Like it's, it's an amazing campaign. So this one disappointed me. And then aside from that, Halo Infinite, you know, got to keep playing it every night on the grind, getting double XP. I realize I've unlocked so many boosts for double XP and I've never used any of them. So I have like 50 hours of double XP that, that I can use now while I'm playing every night. And uh, next week, the winter update happens. I'm very excited. The winter update is going to be awesome. We're finally getting Forge. We're getting new maps. I'm so excited. I've never been, been this excited about a multiplayer game in my life, but this is one that uh, has me by the balls. So I'm uh, very excited. Might even be as good as Dragon Ball the Breakers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> might even be as good as that game. That <laughs> probably lots has of, more players than Call than uh, Infinite Warfare. <laughs> lots of shooters out this this season. Overwatch yeah. Two is back. Call of Duty, Halo. Well, Halo's Halo getting Legends. an update. It's been back. Well, well I mean, like there half uh, of the game has, has been back. Um, <laughs> the amount to the amount to choose from i suppose but then yeah. you know they are taking characters in and out of overwatch too so i don't know yeah that's not going too hot over there but uh yeah i'm really really hoping i'll probably gonna make a video about this like tomorrow maybe this update for halo infinite has to go at least semi-successful like i really hope a lot of people come back because they probably can't keep supporting it too greatly if no one's playing it. And that's going to really suck because I love the core, the skeleton, the, the actual mechanics of Halo Infinite so much. Like, it's such a well-made game. Like, the gameplay is just so damn fun. I, ca I can't even go back to any other first-person shooter now. I try playing Modern Warfare 2, boring to me. I, I can't use a hook shot. Why would I want to play that? I can't, I can't use a freaking... Uh, what's it called i don't remember the name the gun where you shoot people and they it sticks them to a wall like that's not in call of duty yeah, no what's it called 
the what's it called the thingamajig but uh yeah and i even tried because my son loves watching me play halo but he's been asking me to play like the older ones like the trilogy and, and halo 5 and i i try playing them i'm like man I, I can't even go back to old halo like infinite is just infinitely better in my opinion so uh, uh yeah i, I freaking love that game and i know i'm there there are very few people who love halo or halo infinite as much as i do right now but i'm super excited for the update and that's pretty much it you guys um this has been spot dodge a live nintendo podcast it went on a little longer than usual i think well actually we started a little late but i don't know yeah thanks a lot for hanging out we'll duck out of here really quick but don't forget to leave us a review on podcast platforms i would really mean a lot if you could give us five stars and maybe leave a tiny little review saying uh greg's very cute we want more of him on the show um and say brett sucks because he always misses and one last word to go with my ending here is (laughs) it's a massacre goodbye that was technically more than one word (laughs) 